This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dr. Drew here, and this is just a reminder that the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care or medical evaluation. This is purely for entertainment and education. We hope you learn something, but see your doctor, get proper medical care. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Foy and Dr. Drew. Here we are. First of all, Bob's going to do the, the magic intro. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get your iPhone plugged into the power source so that you can watch us on Facebook Live and l- welcome us and Shelly to Dave Navarro. Is hey. Here. He needs a microphone, but he's here. He's here. There he nothing. is. I got nothing. There, there, we, are. there, there we are. There you are. Thank you Excellent. very much. All right. Happy Co- to be here. A couple intros. Phone number, if you want, we're going to take your calls at 323-649-8268. Those of you out there on Facebook, uh, 323-649-8268. Tell your friends. We're taking calls. Dave will talk to you. Shelly will talk to you. Why am I hearing feed? Oh, that's... <laughs> it's my own phone, and I'm watching us. We're so good, I can't not watch us. Okay. I understand. Uh, <laughs> So, Dave, I also want to, before we even get started here, I want to point out that Dave has a, a, an amazing event coming up on April 16th. You want to talk about it? You want me to get, talk? You want to do a lead-in? Because lead it sounds in. more pro coming yeah. from you, the and lead then I'll in. be like, yeah, it's going to be great. And then I'll do a brag-in. Okay. Billy and then, Morrison. And then I'll nice. follow up with the brag-in. Billy Morrison, Billy Idol, Courtney Love, Corey uh, Taylor, uh, Jesse Hughes, all for a mental health charity concert. The event will take place April 16th. In Los Angeles at the Belasco Theater, my pronouncing right. right? Yeah, beautiful and place. I will be been. there, Bob. Shall we please be there? there. You guys gotta come. Oh, one hundred percent. And uh, and it's funny that Dave came up with this right now because and you and I have been sort of tilting in this direction, which is that the mental health piece <laughs> is sort of getting overlooked. We have to get out there. Yeah, yeah. We have to get out there yeah. because we cannot afford any more nonsense on any level. We can't afford it. I, we I, have to exactly do it I now. Feel. I feel like I'm sick of this right now. Dave is smirking, but, but no, I just I was thinking I need to hire Shelly as our spokesperson. I, absolutely, I can't take any I'm more really impressed. nonsense. I can't take it. She's, I cannot have it's the homeless population. Don't no, 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 don't bring up the homeless. No, no, no. Because then my head will explode. But but but, but the point is, the, all of it's all symptoms of what she's talking about. Exactly, and, and I have had including it. Had Florida. It. We have including to stop Florida. it. Including Florida. What, the state of Florida? No, the school the shooting. shooting. Oh, the school shooting. I beg your pardon. Jesus, yes. what planet are you on? Was that including Florida? <laughs> no, we, we have to do something. That kid was crying yes, out yes. for help, yes. and the community was saying, this kid needs help. There were tons help. of 911 calls. Was and 39. 39 calls. 39 calls. 39 calls. He was deemed low risk. 
40 they take a notice he was he was not he, he would have not been deemed low risk in in my facility or by me however you two you know working in, in t- clinically as we have for many many years know that there's this zone much like when cops go well i can't do anything until he actually hits you or he actually mm-hmm. shoots at you mental health has a similar zone 100%. if you're not saying i'm going to kill myself i'm going to kill somebody else i can't feed myself we can't do a lot we to mandate care to people that don't want care. And that, to me, is a major, major problem. Mm-hmm. Major problem. Um, we need. We have to change. We cannot continue to go on the way that we're going on. Mm-hmm. We have to have change. We have to have change on every <sighs> level. We, we need all involved to have change. We have to come up with ways and means to help people, but to also, not demonize them but Shelley, for also, being ill. Of course. And, and we're talking about mental health and obviously mental illness so falls drugs. under that category yes and what falls in that category but i'm t- i'm also trying to be a proponent of mental health Globally. even for people who aren't ill absolutely a connectedness mm-hmm. more of a a spiritual basis of life yeah, now that i want to get into we can touch compassion. upon compassion absolutely love forgiveness mm-hmm. these kinds oh, of things forgiveness does not exist in the united states of america anymore oh it, that's a well, word that well, you don't hear very much it's it's like well, expect- you don't hear it very much but you hear it but i, I mean even even self-care self-care falls into the category for people me. laugh at self-care i know but i mean at it. this point i talk about it all day long they don't okay. listen. Okay, you know but that. maybe they don't listen, but I'm going to keep saying it. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. so let me we... do the bragging about Dave. Right. They are okay. they are uh, uh, daring to do something that's almost impossible. To do the Velvet Underground, you know, oh many people have done Velvet Underground, yes. but to do Adam and the Ants, Kings of the Wild Frontier, is impossible as a musician. It, I, it I, is. I, that's why I'm going. It's impossible. Because I want to see you do it. <laughs> I'm it's so it's the effort where we got two. Okay, first of all, I put it this way for okay. Kings of the Wild Frontier, yeah. both these albums were huge albums uh, Kings of the Wild Frontier and Velvet Underground with Nico, huge albums that kind of formed who I became as yeah. a musician. Myself as well. Ways. Me too. And Adam and the Ants was the first record that was kind of in the new wave genre that got me out of hard rock and into like more current music at the time mm-hmm. because it was so guitar heavy mm-hmm. and because of the tribal Marco, drumming. Marco. Mm-hmm. Marco's unbelievable. And so then and there was so much tribal drumming, which in turn influenced Stephen Perkins from Jane's Addiction, which led to a massive component to the Jane's Addiction sound that a lot of people don't really know. Hmm. So... When Bob's talking about doing that record, it's really hard. You need two drummers. You need a lot of vocals because you got all the overdubs on the vocals, and we're covering all that stuff live, mm-hmm. live. Yeah, and then oh, we're gonna oh, oh. yeah, and then we're gonna close the curtains, and then we're gonna come back and do Velvet Underground with Nico, which is essentially wow. a completely different set production wise mm-hmm. and it's going to have to be different instrumentation and amps because completely it, different one sound. record was recorded you know 20 years prior to the other one so we're trying to tackle both records but the initial idea came about uh, obviously because we've lost a lot of friends over the years and uh, I personally struggle with depression I have a lot of friends who do struggle with depression and uh, and me and Billy were having a conversation and we were talking about those things, and in, in the same breath, we started talking about how much we appreciated the full album experience, where mm-hmm. you didn't have the opportunity to skip the song 
that you didn't want to hear. That yeah. you weren't ready for yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, now people Well, just... those two albums, neither one of them have a hit, but the whole albums are masterpieces. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so the experiential process of listening to the album getting up turning over the side listening to the other side we just missed that you know you had there was more of a physical visceral connection with music back in those days mm-hmm. and so i just remember just, i remember trying to drop the needle on the right <laughs> the right side oh yeah, i still fucking <laughs> <it. laughs> <laughs> but i i uh you know so we kind of just forged this idea like well let's try and do these records when you first thought thought about adam and the answer did you think nah that's too hard you didn't think that we didn't think that until we started learning. <laughs> and then we just shoved on through, and now I know every single note on that thing. Because, you wow. know, Thelonious will try anything. We tried <laughs> amp music one time, and even oh, we yeah. wouldn't try to perform it in front yeah. of people. It's, it's, it's so hard. It's really hard, and it's really specific, and it's really ahead of its time. And um, I know it created a huge counterculture genre uh, movement at the time, but I think it has since been overlooked. Well, I, I always say, Adam in the ants brought sexy back just like justin timberlake claimed to many decades That's later right. mm-hmm. it was because punk rock wasn't very sexy you had the clash the the jam sex whistles not a lot of sex appeal in there all of a sudden I, I do this a, guy I came along i do a radio show next to jonesy every day and <laughs> not a lot of sex appeal <laughs> but, little, but you know what i mean it was like yeah, sex, yeah. sex was back in punk rock oh yeah adam and the ants yeah, so he invented this whole culture of this like swashbuckling, like you very, know, very pirate, pirate charming. Uh, That's what I remember the pirate, the pirate, yeah, pirate, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, and then to do the Velvet Underground record, which you know was a massive soundtrack to my drug use and also an influence to me musically. So if I either if I I was either getting high listening to it. Or I was trying to emulate it as a musician. Mm-hmm. Let's debrief about that record for a second. Sure. You know, I started listening to it when I was like 13. I don't know about Shelly, but mm-hmm. I didn't later, really 18. know. I wanted to know what some of the lines were about, like up yeah. to Lexington, one, two, five. Did you really didn't know what it meant no, when no, you were no. listening to it? No, but no then I didn't I know. found myself on Lexington with this guy following him to go get trucks, and I was like, oh, my God. I was like <laughs> 23. I was like, yeah, yeah. this is it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I always thought that Nico was just the most amazing person and that that record, I still put that record on and I still have a- an effective sort of romance with that record because it is so beautiful. The yeah. sound of that record is so beautiful. You could put on any note and I can pull that memory right yeah. out of there. It just has so much feel to it. And it's so beautiful. And I loved how she sang. And, you know, I, I never was a singer, but I really loved the way that you she sang. You sing with Keith Richards. How are you not a singer? What? Well, she sang what? with Keith Richards. But I'm not a singer, okay? I'm not a singer, Bob, okay? Well, I neither can is he, sing. but. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I don't. I, I is, can, is there a I story there we need to hear? There's a huge story. Yeah, well, we need to hear this. Okay, so there, there was, uh, you know, there was uh, this big ben- benefit thing, and, right, and right? big Graham Parsons thing, but I didn't sing with him like on the mic. It was just all of us, you know, singing. You were singing wild horses. Yeah, singing wild horses. She sang wild horses with me. me. It wasn't like me and Keith. Like, hey, with Shelley's we, we are the world moment. Yeah, yeah exactly. fantastic. <laughs> oh my god. Speaking yeah, of that, that, was like one of the best moments ever. Speaking of that Velvet record and and uh, Nico, the voice of Nico. 
in the 1991 Lollapalooza when we were touring with Susie and the Banshees, mm-hmm. I used to go out and join them and play mm-hmm. All Tomorrow's Parties oh my with God. Susie Sue singing. Susie. And you you should YouTube mm-hmm. that one day. And that I got okay. chills. I got chills now thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, Number again, oh right, everybody, if you're listening, you're watching, 323-649-8268. We're screening your calls right now. Can we just stop taking a We beat? could just nerd out on music no, well, all there, day. There was, hidden in all that nerding was, a, was an amazing addiction story that everyone missed because you guys take it so for granted. <laughs> where, the, where the drug addict is so excited because a lyric and a song is coming true while he's going to shoot shoot Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah I'm living it. <laughs> yeah, it's not, yeah. It's, it's no exciting. surprise. When you've sung such... along with a record about something you really don't understand and then you realize what it is it's a profound moment and then you I, understand I, I, it. I, I, I want you to understand the uh, the non-addict would go oh, oh man i'm going to shoot drugs and that's what it meant instead of holy Some crap of well, there, there was a time you know because i knew the song heroin <laughs> before i had done heroin oh yeah yes so there was a time when i finally heard the song heroin after having done it oh. or on and it I, and uh, yeah or on, on it, it. And I got it. Yeah, Bingo. I got it. Yeah, Yahtzee. Not like again. Not like oh damn. I've I, I, I ended up here. It's like yeah, I've ended up here. Well, yeah, it, it's almost like uh, you know what? receiving some kind of uh, such a drug addict thing. Some it kind really of is. yes, it is. Yeah, it is. so good. It is. It's too good. It it's always like some kind of yeah. sacrament. But, uh, <laughs> really well, that's interesting. Sac- yeah. Sacralizing all that. Yeah, that, it's well, true. There's all... a whole ritual and sacred quality exactly. to these people. No, I got a thing those. about that. drug addiction. People need sacrament. They need ritual. Yeah, and we had rejected religion as a just on mass the punk rock generation, right across the board, across the board. And so drugs became like a. I remember, oh, yeah. especially being oh, over okay. at your singer's house, it was very ri- ritualistic. Yeah, which it singer? was like religion. <laughs> Actually, either one probably. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, uh, t- tell them the details. Where do they go? They, okay, uh, yeah. so the Sold tickets are available. Now, no, I don't. Be. I don't know. But no, tickets, I hope I still get tickets. tickets. I can. I can hook you up. Can you? I know oh, somebody. You can sing in the oh. "We Are the World" moment. Yes. Of, of doggy, yes. Do- dog and you can dog, go to live. You dog. can go to LiveNation.com. You can go to Ticketmaster.com. It's called Above Ground, and the proceeds go to Music Cares. Which are um, which are putting you know doing a lot of work. They're branching with the out health. into mental health now, Drew. You know that. And I, I have some that. resources for a mental health treatment. You do. I do. You're going to yeah. share them with us? Yes, yes, I will. Okay, let's, good. Let, let's take a call first. I got a call in here, and let's see what this is. I don't. It doesn't seem to be. Hi there. No, that's the. Screener. Oh, that's the screener. Okay. Well, so, we can talk to her. <laughs> what, what question does she have for Dave? Return to screening. 800, oh, the number again here with it's us. It's not an 800 number. It's a 323-649-8268. But let, let's talk about the sort of the spiritual bankruptcy that yeah. we sort of see in this country. And, and we're, sort of, we're sort of starting to connect the dots between the opiate addiction, the shootings, the, mm-hmm. the homelessness. It's all sort of coming under the same umbrella if you that really think about it. That chronic emptiness that, it, I, that I talk about, the chronic emptiness that needs fulfillment. And how do we do that? But there are symptoms that, are beyond me, which is that I and my friends have been talking about for about three years, mm. and you brought it up, forgiveness. Mm. It, we, uh, democracies are based on compromise and kind of forgiveness, sure, and let's sure, move forward. Sure. And now we are a society that does not forgive. It's, but what you're saying, though, is it, it, it inc- require a common something. 
idea, rallying cry, something. I thought it was America and democracy, Drew, but apparently no. that's up for debate. No, it was a random <laughs> idea. It was an idea, an idea of equality and the Bill of Rights. And these, mm. these were ideas, the, the whole thing. And we were all bound together. By now, no one even knows what those are. Mm. They, don't, they don't study them. They don't have a civics class. They don't understand what, what, why we're all together on one continent. It's, a, it's an idea. We're the only country founded on an idea. Do you know that? Well, the, all other countries are founded on a history, an ethnicity, a war, or something. We, with a bunch of guys, got together and said, "We have an idea, right, right. idea of how to form a government, and let's get these ideas." Based together. on the different, based a lot about slavery, how to have a union where half of the well, population. No, 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 no. Now that, you're good, now you're going off. They, they they got their ideas actualized by making a contract with the devil. By doing a horrible compromise that they should have dealt with in the beginning, and they mm. didn't, and then there's a war over it later. They compromised, and that was that was Hamilton. That was Hamilton was so hell bent on getting everything passed that uh, he just said, "All right, we'll figure it out. Let's just figure it." But compromise. what do you what do you think the predominant issue is that is Pre- keeping America I, I, sick? I, I have this feeling. Help me m- m- flush this out. Sure, I, I feel like the. Something happened in the 60s and 70s that we've just not recovered from. Mm-hmm. And I think it affected our families. It affected our spiritual landscape somehow. I'm not even sure what I mean by that necessarily because I'm, I'm sort of weak on that topic. But okay. I feel the, the mm-hmm. emptiness and the lack of something. It's, something's missing. And, uh, and I think we dug, dig deep, dug deep into narcissism and explored the limits of freedom mm-hmm. with a narcissistic intent. And perhaps a familial, national, parasympathetic nervous nervous system damage. Yes. In a PTSD kind of you, way. You, you, I, you, I don't know that we can sell that to people, but I know exactly what you're talking about, and I'm, I don't I'm, disagree. Okay, I don't disagree. Okay. I don't disagree at all. In fact, I, I'm just thinking. And, and I'm, just, and here's how you I'm not even you want, selling you want, it. You want to yeah, sell it? Yeah. Something's wrong with our hearts. Exactly. Yeah. Because I feel and, it. And yeah. the solar solar plexus. Yeah. Yes. Hundred percent. Yes. yes. Yeah. And and that's that region that the parasympathetic nervous system delivers information from the body and the body is injured and dysregulated and we can't get it together. We can't. And so we start looking for ways to avoid the emptiness and the Avoiding. dysregulation. And, and, then, and then actually taking what is chronically upsetting within self and then projection and projecting well, it onto I, others. I've, I've been dealing with that more lately. i got to say I've been thinking about that more lately. Explain what the you mean by that. projection. Yeah. I, I feel that a lot of this is our global projection. And well, let, me, let me define what this is. When you can't, when you're primitive and narcissistic, Mm-hmm. and can't manage your own feelings, you tend to project them out into the world by various ways. One of the very primitive ways is the way borderlines do it. They project it into you. Into somebody else. They inject into your body. So oh, yeah. when, when you're around people and you feel that, what the hell, I'm oh, yeah. upset, why am I upset? Well, that's his or her feelings that you're, uh, you're getting. Coming into you. Coming into you. very interpersonally, Dave, and you'll well, but, get uh, but, it. <laughs> but I do understand that, and I do know when I'm inherently feeling but less you're, safe. You, but you want to rescue those people and calm them down and no, serve no, them, No, right? that's me. That's me. That's me. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> that's me. You yeah. I want to. I don't, I, I'm do. talking about when, I, when, when projections are happening to me, I can pick up on them and feel and less safe. And what do you safe. do? What, is it, what does it inspire you to do? Flee or yes. deal with? Flee. Well, but usually flee. Mm-hmm. That's not uncommon. That's a, sort of a common thing. That's it's like a different. It's different nature. Yeah, because it's different if it's, a, if it's a situation where I know what the specific cause or the root of an issue, and I can be of service in that area. But if it's just a... In a random uh, public setting, 
No, and I'm, I'm talking real intimate. Well, but friends, right? That oh yeah, no, 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 then, no. Then I want to be. I want to fix. I want to help. And, and then, fix. but well, guide because there's a certain point yeah. where you know. First you know of better. all, you, know you can't fix. Right. And in a second, uh, secondly, you can try like hell. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And if someone doesn't want to help themselves, I certainly can't help right. them. Right. Right. So that's that. There's a limit on that. That is, I have a boundary. That's very strong about how how far I'm willing to go when it comes to that. When I was explain, I used to explain to people that fleeing feeling. I would say I, when I was early in my career, I used to imagine like a cartoon where the you know a cartoon they go through the wall and there's like a cutout of the person yes. running yes. out of the room. Oh that yeah, that was what I in my head yeah, imagined. That's what I look like half the time. <laughs> that's how I work. feel at Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, you sound so healthy, Dave. That's, you that's, sound so healthy. I'm really I working love on it. sounding that way. You sound really <laughs> healthy. I've learned a lot of words. I mean, I haven't seen you in a while, but you look so healthy and you sound so healthy. I'm so happy. I would for like you. to invite. I would like to invite you to join this space and manifest some new experience with me. Okay, that's all you got to say. That kind of stuff. <laughs> okay. But in terms of manifesting, I'll work on that. Well, does this involve meditation and yoga? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And drops? Are yes. there drops involved in this? Uh, there may, drops. What do you, I don't know. Then the water that'll make you healthy or whatever it is. I don't know what those are. Oh, oh. leave Dave alone. <laughs> so, so, we're, so, give. Well, we're I, all in agreement what the sort of the nature of the problem is. Even not, though, not hallucinogenic drops. Those healthy drops, like that everybody we know does. Bob oh, like, like, a lot, doesn't the, he? The droppers are going to the tongue. <laughs> yes, I have. You know, I have you've always been cynical. Dave's always been cynical, like me, about that stuff. Well, it's it's, it's, it's the same thing as the guy who goes, "All right, now let me move your arm." And then, okay, and then he does Hold something, this sugar. and he goes, now, now I'm really moving. Like, I did I that. I did that. Yeah, the guy pushes harder is what happens. So. I thought so, maybe. I think he does. But you know, what? You know what? I got Drew a lot of calcium out of, of this. It, right? I, I, I've there seen... are these people, these parasitic spiritual nutritionists that feed on rock and roll people, right? And they have you hold sugar, hold sugar, and try to push your arm down, right? It wasn't calcium, okay? I don't know who they're going to <laughs> but it was calcium for me magnesium i was dangerously so for you? low on those types all, of minerals all i ask everybody but this is more you can get blood work to figure that I out i didn't need any sugar trust me okay two things our viewers are complaining about us jumping on each oh, other sorry. so we got to watch that secondly one um, person complained secondly <laughs> oh, sorry, her now. secondly uh i've heard all that seen all that and what i ask everyone to please do yes just ask whomever is advising you to simply sketch out the stoichiometry, the chemistry that they're suggesting. Just sketch it out. Just the basic chemistry, not the right, not right. the advanced mechanisms whereby the repair occurs. Just the basic chemistry you're proposing. That's going to weed and out 98.8%. <laughs> 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. And then I will ask them about the thermodynamics. I will ask them about that. So. But, Bob, I will answer your question that I have I have since we used to hang out. I have had a bit, a bit more Kool-Aid. <laughs> you would, then you would be, then you would think. Okay, I'm still cynical. Okay, but I, I, I'm a little bit. No, deeper. I can feel it because yeah, yeah. once you have, because you, I know your backstory. When you come from trauma, whatever coping mechanism you used, and Dave, I always say, is the funniest guy I've ever known. Right. So that's a defense mechanism. He's always making jokes. You're always deflecting away, right? And a lot of times what I love about you is is self-effacing comedy, right? You wouldn't expect from someone like you. But it's a way of keeping himself in a box and away from people, which Mm -hmm. he's done an excellent job of for almost 35 years. And and let's remind everyone (laughs) the the, the, uh, documentary. Yeah, Morning Sun, which is a film about about my mom's murder and, uh, and... the process that I went through trying to recover from that. 
All right, let's take a call. Question four, Dave. This is from somebody named Mary. Mary? Mary? Hello. Hey, hey. This Hi, Mary. This is such a lame question. There are no lame you, questions. Um, Wait till you hear the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Mary. Does your Catholic, does your Catholic school um, upbringing, even though it was short, have anything to do with it now? Do you reflect back on that? No, for no. help? Or did it make it worse? It didn't. Re- my Catholic school, the school itself, had didn't impact me any in any which way in terms of where I'm at today. Um, I'm I don't identify as a Catholic, but listen, if there's a set of rules that people believe in that bring them happiness, well, I was going to say even now, I don't, I don't, even you with your punk uh, rock rejection of religion would argue, I think today that if somebody gives somebody a sense of fulfillment and yeah. just from a pragmatic standpoint. Fine. Well, no, yeah. I'm big. I'm back big on Catholicism because they they <laughs> take a vow of poverty, which I would like to see some of these evangelicals do. Yeah. Ah, right. Yeah. Okay, but that's more that's of a, a, that's that's a, a but that's more of a political, political thing. issue. That means that their motivation is to live through Christ. I like that. Sure. I never know when somebody's coming off a Learjet whether they're really truly living <laughs> through Christ. Well, one would argue that they're on their way <laughs> to spread the word. And they need a job. And they got to get there quickly. They got to get there quick. Hey, Mary, yeah. Mary, did you did your experience affect you? Here. It has now. It's starting to back. It's coming back again. Is coming it? back I negatively. Negatively or positively? No, in a good way. Okay, in okay. a good way. Positively. That's what's happening to a lot of people. Yeah, rockers. I hear that. I hear that a lot. Yeah. People returning to, and not just Catholicism, but in a lot of different ways, going back to or returning to or restoration to what they may be left behind to move away from um, to investigate other types of experiences. Well, well, truly what I think is a lot of the, the trauma that happened to a lot of people in Catholic school upbringings of course. was it was the messenger, not the message. Of course, yeah. In a lot of those cases. I think that's a great so, point. So, you know, and then a lot of people had some really tough messengers. And so they have looked at the entire faith as something to be afraid of is a fearful thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, having some distance from it, it's faith. And however faith works in somebody's life that brings them fulfillment, as you say, I'm totally supportive of. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's really none of my business what brings other people exactly. their whole, wholeness and, and their the, beauty and the, their grace. The one, the Pope that died that was so popular, which one was the John, the last mm-hmm. one? He had an encyclical where he said, uh, faith and reason are the two wings upon which humans contemplate truth or something like that. But the point is he was struggling, allowing both yeah. mm-hmm. and, and help us you know, in, in, to con- ascend to meaning using whatever we have available to us. I well, mean, I think we are progressing. I do. I feel we are progressing globally, mm. slowly. Mm. I don't know. But we're progressing. I don't know it seems like it's getting more divisive to me. Okay. But well, I don't want the people that are progressing to do something that, that I think a lot of people do, which is just withdraw. Because the society is so sick. I will tell you. We need to be soldiers mm-hmm. in the society and show what grace is like, what forgiveness looks like, how it actuates. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people are just uh, – I get it, that. Like, I would oh, agree, yes. I just, came, I just came back from a week-long retreat, as you know, where I was in workshops on forgiveness. Wow. wow. Seven hours a day. That's fantastic. Oh, just, I mean, it was it was essentially rehab for people who are, you know, guilty. Well, who have uh, 
forgiveness issues or they do they offer all, all types, all types of services but the number one person that i had to work on was myself that's usually the way it that goes. was the tricky one yeah. so you write down the list and then there comes to you and you're like oh yeah, they didn't tell it. me this yeah, on the flyer no, that i had to look at my own stuff no. well, but um, it was they never tell you that yeah, on no, the flyer. no 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 I never so when is yet. this movie where can i see this mournful sun oh morning right, sun right morning now sun. right oh, now. it's on it? everything on, it's on, on avalon I, on, uh, itunes and amazon amazon okay, okay. Yeah. i want to yeah, see yeah, that oh it's it's good i'm surprised we didn't we haven't seen it. You yeah. didn't tell me the other night. I didn't know. How well, long has it been out? I was there talking to you. I was having you on to talk about you. <laughs> hey, Bob, let me tell you about these projects I got going on. <laughs> Wait, hey, Dave, Dave, was it the... Not exactly I know, I know how it the, works. I, I know the... Uh, huh? It's M-O-U-R-N. Yeah, yeah it's morning. Not, morning. It's, it's, it's a play on the words. Yeah. That's what I want to get at. It's, so, okay. have you seen it? Yeah. And, it, uh, gosh, I got to see it tonight. Yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get it on my phone right now, actually, through my Amazon Plus You should watch it right now. I can send you the link, though. You don't have to... You don't have to... No, I have the membership thing. Okay, you got you it. You just got to technically know how to do it. But so what, for for people just, I don't think a lot of people know how long it drug on for, from when your mom's that's, death happened to that, the guy. I remember I was with you when the guy was out on a windowsill in, De- in Texas. That's right. That's right. That, that's is, right, that's that right. was like 15 years later. It how was long insane. was it? So, so the, this thing drug on. Yeah, know, the murder took place in 1983. My mom was killed by her then boyfriend, which again definite signs of mental illness that were overlooked especially in the 80s and there was not a whole lot of resources that we knew of um and when they when the murder took place this guy went on the run and he was gone for eight nine years That's crazy like, man like uh, just disappeared well in, so, in this video he goes back and visits him yeah i go back and i go back to the jail wow. and visit him. wow yeah wow so uh yeah, if you want to talk about it, uh, a feeling of unsafety wow. for a decade of my life, like you know, oh, you I mean? didn't know where he was. No, oh my god, no. no. And he's going to come after me. He's going to come after my family. He's oh going to, you know. So we didn't know. Um, and so yeah, the film really kind of focuses on on all of that and just like just the trauma. I mean, because you know, the the one thing that people don't think about when it comes to those kinds of violent crimes is that. You know, there's the loss, but you have to table the loss because now instead of mourning, you're going down to the police station to answer a bunch of questions. Okay. And then there's security, and then there's you know, how old fear. were you then? I was 15. Yeah. Oh. Jesus. So it's like you know, the, the family doesn't come over and you and you mourn together. You just there's it's just autopilot. That's why I feel for these action. Parkland people who oh. are now all all of them Political. trying to deal with their right, trying to deal with their loss, but. They have they have this this whole movement of of this whole arrangement of things that they have to do to put things into place because there's no room for for grieving. Isn't that what a lot of people do though in mourning? They they try to avoid yeah, it avoid and it. and get for into sure. My, yeah. my when my mom died, everyone was so focused on food, <laughs> like who's oh, bringing yeah, yeah. what food afterwards. Yeah, and I was that's, like, that's how She's people manage dead. it. Yeah. My mom is dead. Anybody gonna ask me how I'm doing? Yeah, yeah they're yeah, all talking about food. Yeah, they're just it's a, it's, a, <laughs> it's it's a way to deflect some of the pain because it's intense. I mean, it's very and, intense. and a lot of people aren't comfortable, right? Addressing it to um, someone in mourning, they don't know. They don't don't have those tools. It it makes me. I'm still thinking a lot about what we do in this country we're in right now, and it makes me wonder if that's not a good thing, where people are able to deflect, you know, not have to really dig into the intense stuff that we're all used to dealing with and we're okay with, and use a symbol. I'm caring for you. Here's some food. 
And, and I and think that is that, part of it I, as well. I, we could use a little bit of that no, everywhere. Uh, how are you yeah. doing would be nice. I, I, I'm, with, I'm with you. No, no, I'm with you. But Put it with the other fruitcakes <laughs> over there. My head is still in the solution thing. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And I yeah. still don't know what the answer is. Well, right. in my mom's case, we're not going to smoke. How about that? Well... Well, I just lost my uncle and then we won't to be diabetes. Leaving, okay, diabetes. I just too, lost my right? uncle to diabetes um, through a, a heart attack because mm-hmm. the diabetes over the years was left relatively. It was treated, but not well enough. Well, people don't understand that diabetes. How diabetes does is damage. It's a vascular disease. Yes, it and causes we- microvascular destruction of all kinds of structures, and then the coronary arteries and the cerebral vascular arteries get involved, and the kidney arteries. So we've been dealing with a lot of loss in our family this year. My grandmother also passed away uh, in March. And, um, you know, I've just been working with my mom to try to move in a direction of talking. So her brother and mom died? Yeah, in the same year. And so, and, you know, we had the estate to deal with. We had the probate to deal with. We had all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And, you know, for the most part, I've just been walking my mom through some of the feelings that she's having and the anger and, Mm -hmm. you know, just trying to help normalize that that process you go through. Because people don't know there's a process and they don't know where they are in that process. And my mom doesn't know why she's getting angry with her grandson. Right, so and has no idea why she feels so dysregulated. She's depressed. So we're very, we're very naive about. We've been sort of pretended emotions don't exist or have, don't have needs. We've right. Sort of pretended that that's all some sort of something we've come, we've grown past. We've, we're in the modern life now where these things are that's incidental. That's not as important. Well, as, that the the Kubler Ross book helped me a lot over the years. With I don't love. know if somebody ever helped the stages of death. Okay. Right. I didn't read it. I, it was in college. Somebody suggested to me I had it. I like it. I like, you know, and I read it and read it. Then she died, and you'll love this as a joke. I thought, is her husband reading this book right now? <laughs> no, but, 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 but I've suggested it to people who have lost people, especially parents who have lost yeah. their child to addiction. Uh. They just, oh, been there, done that, or I don't need that. Well, not only and, that they, and you they, can't share a, great stuff because people are so I, I feel like there's a, worse, there's a worse resistance, which is, oh, I read about her stuff. They, they say that's not true. Or they say, I've read about it. And they, people get, no, she was not right. It's On like, the no, internet, they say Google Ross isn't right, true. <laughs> right. And so people get these. Some of it didn't apply to me, but definitely some of it was spot on. Why the, wouldn't you be trying uh, to find also, something? I'll be open to learning. That's I'll, what we need. That's true. Open but also change. sometimes being like the, like the son of a, of a, a dead loved one. I took on the role of the identified traumatized person. Mm-hmm. So someone handing me a book like that would punctuate and underline me feeling as like, oh, you're the identified traumatized person. Right. You're the different one. Right. You're the weird one. Okay. And it was very, and that's that's a reality that happens. All right. So, so but what was missing, I would argue, and what is missing overall, and you, you know, I've talked about this, is the ability to tolerate closeness. Because if you could get close to somebody who was not also a drug addict or identifying with your BS at the time, right, right, someone who just was there with you and for you, you might have moved through that. For sure. And, and that's how we Drug change. addicts don't associate with those types of people, Drew. Not really. Well, we don't even know them. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I know. I know. I know. Well, I wasn't, I wasasn't a junkie back then. But, At 15, I wasn't. Yeah. No, but by the time... Oh, by the way, the, one of the huge mistakes we made around that time was we decided that adolescent was the repository of all wisdom. They know best. We, we don't... He's doing fine. He seems fine. Yeah. Then 16, we did? 
In the 60s? Are you kidding? That was all adolescence. No, he was in the 80s. Not my family. I'm saying, but after the 60s, 70s, we decided, hey, man, look, look, we're doing college campuses right now. These are people that can't wipe their butts, and we're looking they to They can't them. pay their and, cell phone bills, but we're going to live according are, to them. And they are determining the philosophical sort of tone of this country right now. That is insane. Mm-hmm. That's insane. I want to hear from them, mm-hmm. and that they have value, but to say they're the repository of all that is wise? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's They're good, crazy. and they mean well, and I'd love to hear from them. They have a it's, lot of passion. It's, it's, it's interesting, though, because today on uh, Chris Wallace, did you happen to see that mm-hmm. this morning show this morning? Uh, they had a, a father from Parkland who lost a daughter, and then they had a young girl who was a student. And the father, understandably, was full, so full of rage and anger and was just like, we got to fix the system, we got to fix the system. Yeah. The girl was making a lot of sense. So, but I, so as much as I agree with what you're saying about the age differences and and us trying to listen to them and take their words to heart, she had she resonated more with me because she was at her age coming from an emotional place. Well, which is that another, had uh, to me was, was more powerful. Uh, I, and I also agree with you that we need to look to other generations than the ones that are walking around right now because we're, sure. the, we're the problem. Well, I, I agree did with see that. that. I, I did? did see that this yeah. morning. I did. Yeah. And she had a sense about her of a lot of wisdom. Yes. Um, she really did. And and I thought that she did a great job um, around her, you know, containing her own. Is that the blonde one or the shaved head one? The, the, the blonde, the blonde one. one. The blonde one with did, glasses. Yeah, she because they're attacking and saying it was staged and they were actors there there's you know they yeah, got all the right wing yeah. oh, wackos yeah, 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 yeah. and she just went back at them on on uh, buzzfeed mm-hmm. live uh, it, she was amazing she's yeah. been amazing yeah, right and, really and the father is so brave too being in the state that he's in to go on <laughs> yeah. and really? discuss just let's stop for a second there's really people that think that that's fake well, they, they how stupid that, are people projection i mean that's like alex jones land <laughs> You know what I mean? But, but, but there's but, a lot of them. But, oh, I know. I know. But you guys, we, we need to start not being tolerant. <laughs> and, and, okay. Just call them Bob's stupid. good at that. <laughs> good yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not being tolerant. Because you know what? That opinion, invalid. And we're not going to listen to you. Shut up. Get them out of here. The person that's making that these kids feel worse that they're they're. I need actors. to adopt some right. of that but attitude. It's a term. Get out of here. It's a Scram. term. It's Get out it's here. a term like they're actors or something. Who would say such a thing under these, these circumstances? These, these evildoers. <laughs> Bob comes up with evildoers. <laughs> this aggression. I, wow. So we're going to talk stand, about man. this. Segues into Andrew Breitbart. Okay, so hold on. So, and hold on. We got to take a break. But but I would also argue that those evildoers, so called are welcome on the ship with the rest of us. But until they get their cra- crap together, I'm sorry. No, no we're I'm not an expert right at how to we, we treat people to nastily. No, they don't get on the ship we, at all. We have to become a... Pra- <laughs> Here's my bottom line. Life we boats. have to become pragmatic, right? Mm-hmm. When we're ideological, first thing that happens is we, we, we can't see each other's point of view because we're stuck in our ideologies. Second thing that happens, we're very much prone to being uh, manipulated by propaganda. Bring the world's expert sure, in. But, okay. Bring the world's expert in. Russian comes on in and starts doing it. We got to get out of ideological camps into pragmatic. Question solution. for you though. Yeah. When I was growing up, we had the right, we had the left, same yep. as we do now, yep. and it almost felt safer to be able to disagree. Yeah. Why is it that now? It's hatred and distrust and disgust uh, I, in, instead of like we honor your choice right. to have a different view. We become ideologically. 
entrenched. So we've refused to look at anything other than our own sort of echo chamber ideology of the world. But it becomes like pack mentality. It, well, it becomes like the way two-year-olds behave. Yeah. Right? That's what two-year-olds do. That's what, I want the, my it's way. Like, it's, like the, they're, it's like gangs now. Mm-hmm. Well, right. let's start. Breitbart let's when take we get a back. break yeah. and Breitbart when we get back. All right, we're right back. Friends of Bergamot are back. It's, of course, a brand that's made an impact on us here. It makes a variety of supplements. They use the extract of the bergamot citrus fruit. It's full of polyphenols. It's a supplement that acts as a natural statin and may improve a number of cardiovascular conditions and fatty liver disease, as well as potentially high blood pressure and other things associated with the metabolic syndrome. Now the makers are bringing you a formulation called Bergamot Sport that provides all the same cardiovascular benefits, but with some additives designed to aid athletes and those with an active lifestyle. Bergamot Sport may help improve stamina as well as reduce recovery time and muscle inflammation. In an ongoing study, professional soccer players were asked to use Bergamot Sport, and the documented improvements have been impressive. I use the product. First Lady of Love uses the product, the Bergamot Femme. Physicians, cardiologists around the world are recommending it. For a limited time, our listeners can save 10% on their order by entering the code DRDREW at checkout. That's Dr. Drew at checkout, all one word. To try Bergamot Sport for yourself, visit bergamet.com. That is B-E-R-G-A-M-E-T.com. Or also, you can click on the Bergamet banner at drdrew.com. Be sure to talk to your physician before you use any Bergamet products. In fact, fact, before you use any product or supplement, be sure to talk to your doctor. And we are back. Again, that number is, I'm going to get it right for you guys, 323. 632. No, 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 no. 649 8268. 8268. Norwood, his, Norwood his, his his girlfriend had taken off with their kid, That's and right. the father had no rights. Mm. Right? Andrew Breitbart was a part of that. You're Do you know ki- that? No, no, you're kidding me. Yes, Andrew Breitbart was a college student liberal who hung out with Norwood. Knows him really well, right? You got to understand something. It's crazy. He lived near you in Westwood, so he was. He's the guy who invented it, but he was he a was liberal. He was one of us. He was one. He helped with the father's benefit. Well, You've got to be kidding Wait, me. No, no, no. Drew's no, going to explain it. No, I'm not going to explain it. I knew Andrew, and he was a very reasonable person, a pragmatist. He was a true liberal, a, a liberal in the sense that this is a Western liberal society we live in. The far left and the far right have taken over from all of us. Now, his thing started in a more almost a, a sort of um, – libertarian sort of point of view that was really his thing but it, it went it went off and he died and he was a one of the greatest guys as so smart and really i i know what i know didn't like him can we and, look up can we look up what year how old was he in 89 drew so he died he, he was 43 age, you know man. that the guy who started this died years ago i didn't know that so it's been taken over by bannon and these yeah, 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 jobs yeah, yeah. and and but but i i was just getting to know him when he died it was really terrible and he was just seemed like the greatest guy and i was a little surprised frankly um you know he, he mostly wanted to sort of 
He was fighting the very stuff we're talking about. So he, what was the, what caused the shift in this guy? He died. He, he, he didn't really shift. He, 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 I, he died. He, he was fighting uh, ideological entrenchment. Right. And they, you know, how, when you do that, they make you the bad guy. They make you sure. this. They, they sure, call sure. you the worst thing. You're a, you're a, you're a, you're a Nazi or whatever. He was 20 yeah. years old in 1989. Oh, my God. And, it's crazy. And, and so he started fighting back. And when he fought back, it made him look a little more whatever. But I, I don't didn't know him well. I don't know the story well. But that was my sense of it at the time. But and, it has become so fringy it went now. Over, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm away. saying. And yeah. so that all happened after he died. Seems to have. So it's this, it's similar to how iPhones are now terrible after Steve Jobs died. The Tim guy makes the batteries run down so you'll uh, buy a new one. Unbelievable. How, I mean, it's, it's almost like the updates, day he died, how, Apple just yeah, became How many terrible. updates have you gotten in the last three months? Three. I've yeah. gotten four since I've been here. <laughs> And I refuse to update. So let's let's stay in the solution again. What are we going to do? What are we going to do, guys? What do we do here? So, well, look what happened because, okay, so if Andrew Breitbart was representing the radical center, which is what I'm proselytizing, the radical center, right? Mm -hmm. He was being crucified and being called a ultra-right, alt-right by the left because he was criticizing college campuses and all the wacky far-left stuff that goes on. He then uh, obviously had to uh, congregate with some people, Yes, right? It, pu- it formed, pushed the camp. Form, he was yeah. first at Huffington okay. Post, right. and then he started Breitbart. But Huffington Post is still leans pretty left. No, it, it went. But Huff- everybody went. Ariana Huffington was a Republican. If you live long yeah. enough to remember, I remember. I knew her. I knew her reasonably well. <laughs> wow. And she was all about family values and things. But like I'm talking that. now. I, I was backstage <laughs> but, with her. I but was maybe listening. the right and left have pulled us so out of whack. We don't know where the center is. That's anymore. why when I, when I get when you ask the question, where do we start? It has to start with ourselves on individual basis. Okay, so. That's Vol- exactly Vol- what I Voltaire thought. said that in the end of Candide. He said, Il faut cultiver nos jardins. Take care of your garden, which to me is a bigger piece than just the plot just of land. Yourself. I may not yourself. agree with what you have to say, but I defend to the death your right to say it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <And so laughs> Voltaire. All right. Voltaire. Voltaire. Yeah. And which is also kind of what we're talking about, right? The freedom yes. to speak. And, you know, we want you to speak. But take care of your family, your community, your garden, your immediate region. I think I agree with that wholeheartedly. But what you really forget about Ariel Huffington, remember Mike? Huffington, her, yeah, he was a Republican. Uh, turned out senator. He, he was her husband, and it turned out he was gay, and it was a scandal. Mm. Do you remember this whole thing? I don't. And, then, and then she started her own little post. I was backstage with her at the uh, late night show back when it was oh, Keith. Oh, Keith, what was his Keith name? Oberman? No, no, somebody else before oh, before Ferguson. Before it was way back. Okay, and we were backstage, and uh, and I was talking about stuff like this. I was talking about people caring for each other and closeness, and she goes. That's it. That's what we got. I, I'm like, I'm so glad you're talking about this. That's what I want. That's what I want to get behind. And then, and then she became Huffington Post. I mean, it really does have to start. In my humble opinion, it does have to start with being kind to one another and to have a sense of whatever your sense of faith or yes. or connection yes. is or connectedness to other human beings. And working on your own self-love, self-care, self-forgiveness. I'm wondering. I, I'm and it's, it sounds really airy and, and spiritual. No, but oh, no. it's very but, practical. It's very practical. But it's, it's, but it's like we were talking about the other night, Bob. Service. Yeah. Yes. If service becomes our number one priority. Then nothing's a chore. Everything is a projection it, it, it would, of my own internal but it would, world. But, it, but it, would be, it, would, it would create a massive global shift if everybody made that pri- their priority. Yeah, Selfless service, not and uh, not uh, 
Jolie's type surface where you're. But that's why getting right, but, right, 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 right. Simple little acts of service. Simple acts. But of getting service. good with yourself and in that self forgiveness. As we project as human beings onto others, we project what it is that is internal. If we took care of our internal life and our internal world, we would not project violence and rage onto others. And we would not try to to take advantage and microaggress towards everyone else if we internally were working on ourselves. So I think the key is to go inward first and then move outward with that internal landscape that is compassion joy and and forgiveness and see and, and here's the and here's the difficult challenge because that work is individual for mm-hmm. you know what works for one person doesn't Can't work for the other person mm-hmm. right and so everybody here in this room has yeah. their a, version their version their yeah. practices whatever mm-hmm. it is and you know bob and i see things very differently in mm-hmm. terms of like the great beyond mm-hmm. but they're a lot closer than you would think if you really break it down. But what one thing works for him, one thing works for me, mm-hmm. and it keeps us. We were talking about in a good Gloria space. Scott, uh-huh. right? So yeah. I was having all this trouble. Dave and a bunch of friends were trying to help me for years, and I was so argumentative about God. So then I went to the person who didn't believe in God, and I said, well, "How do you make AA work for you?" And she told me, and I adopted that, and I've been sober ever since. Help, tell right? us, tell us. That you replace the God concept with service, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, what it's a jip, it works really good, but it's much easier just to pray than to go out at three o'clock in the morning every time somebody asks. Right, <laughs> right? right, right, right. So uh, service just... keeps you occupied, which she was OCD and type A personality and narcissist. I am. It works that for works. me. It works for me because it distracts me away from being destructive with my OCD and narcissism. It's just like I go into this mode where, like, oh my god, we got to figure this out. Right. Like mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes. But there's also there's also there's also built in loopholes such as progress, not perfection, mm-hmm. which is to remind us that we are in fact human mm-hmm. and to not have. Expectations. Too much expectations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like allow, but allow yourself to be human. Well, I think a lot of us with PTSD and trauma have a really hard time being patient with ourselves and forgiving ourselves because our wiring just didn't, it didn't get that message coming in. Mm -hmm. When we were in very formative aspects of our functioning, we were not given the the appropriate sort of parameters to which to experience the type of environments that make brains think certain ways and so we all kind of come together now as post you know working through a lot of these issues and i think we can see things now with a lot of hindsight about what stages of development we were you know sort of traumatized in at that aspect again i just feel like we you know you well four of us know what you're talking about but i feel like we got to come up with something that the average person really gets then i need some money like you want to you want you want a concrete well like for instance no well i'm not sure i want a concrete plan i just I, i like for instance i thought that black panther went a long way to bring everyone into the tent. I really thought, do you see it? I haven't seen it yet. It, it, you'll love it. I haven't seen it. It, it, it brings okay. people together. Okay. And I feel like that's the first thing. First thing is like, let's acknowledge everybody's Well, that goes stuff. against everything. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It, it, no, in, no. In a uh, way. Me and my fear of people, it does. No, but oh, I think, I oh, think oh, things, things that people have been ca- causing and reacting to things forever. And a lot of great things have come from the reaction of rejecting something. AA yes. only exists because the Oxford group 
didn't work for Dr. Bob and Bill Wilson. So they went and took what they felt was good about it and made a new thing that was more flexible, more fluid, more philosophical. I know, but Oxford Group only had eight steps, and I was uh, that's yeah. much easier to do. <laughs> <laughs> you like them better. <laughs> but you had to be a Methodist, though. Yeah, you had to whatever. Be, uh, whatever. Eight so, steps. I'm so, in. But, I but, think they still have eight-step programs. And we know a lot about the 12-step meetings in Los Angeles. The really good ones started as a reaction to an old one that people didn't like, yeah, and they started sure. it on the other side. And I think a lot. I think right now stuff like that's going on yeah. with the Black Panther yeah. movie and this yeah. kind of movement in one direction is a rejection of the old direction. And and we, we live in a mob mentality where we're off with that's their heads, oh, and yeah. we want the people that are that are running the meetings that we don't like to, to lose their jobs yeah. instead. Instead of just go start a meeting that you do like and don't worry about that person. Right. I, I kind of feel like we need a new myth, though, to, to organize that. I, I, because I people thought... have the power is what I – people have the power. They do. Yeah. And they don't believe they, – they think ideology has the power. I know. Or they, they think power is all that's important, which is the anathema. Power is not important. They think that facts don't matter. Power is all that exists. That's a very sad place to exist. Money and fame, I think they think are very important. I don't know about that's power. power. That's yeah. Oh no, that's postmodern. But I mean, but the other problem is that this age of social media that didn't exist when we were coming up has we'd has, be dead. I mean, it has created. I would have killed myself. It has created. It has created. And you know, listen, I use, I use social media for work and things I got to do. But it has created. It's like a viral narcissism. Mm-hmm. Do you know what but I mean? Think, like how, insecure, just, yeah. think just, how insecure you were when you were 20 years old and you were in a band and it was being I, celebrated and you you could go online and just read a bunch of negative stuff about yourself all I night long. I would never long. have made it. I, I would never I would have, have made it. Ki- I'm telling you. I never you. would have made it. And how these kids survive is is a testament in resilience. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, I have yeah. a 17-year-old and she is on that phone you know, for almost How does she deal everything. with negative things? If something negative is said about her, she, how does she deal she with it? She has a good sense of self. She kind of doesn't care. Mm. She kind of considers the source. Does she read it? Or? She wow. can read it. She considers yeah. the wow, source. they're making hybrids out there, Dave. You can't do it still some to David Icke reptilian <laughs> agenda she, kind of stuff going on. She has some self-esteem, right? She doesn't care so much what everyone thinks. Is she will consider the source, and but she's also open to criticism as well. Well, be careful with the self esteem. I think that's been overdone, right? Because uh, what she has is a sense of self. Okay, uh, and and and, and, and self, she sure. understands her worth, and it's not a grandiose well, sense some. of worth. But yeah. I, I I do think that it has contributed a little bit, and this is just me humbly saying this again. A little bit has it has created uh, it. Uh, a compare and despair lifestyle because mm-hmm. people are only sh- that's envy man and that's yeah, people narcissism are, but people are only showing a yep. picture of them on the yacht yep. Yep. Yeah. they're showing them a picture at the club mm-hmm. uh, a picture at this amazing show and they're putting those things up only or yeah. amazing you know what I mean and it's mm-hmm. not the whole picture right but People go that through there and look important. at that. And go why? Why is oh, this why my? Mean? Why is my life not look? Yeah, like this? and I, I have to say I'm guilty of the same thing. It just just because I am more private, so I'll just put things that are kind of benign and you that's know what nothing, I've that, to do. nothing that's real, you know, controversial or or nothing that's real, real personal. Um, just out of fear of of you know eliciting responses that I really can't manage. We're getting some calls. I want to go to these calls for okay. Dave here. Okay, this is uh, Sierra. Has been very very patiently waiting. Sierra, go ahead. Oh. Hey, Hi. You thank you. Uh, I have a <laughs> I have a question for Dave um, on your this recent season of the um, Tattoo Boss show. I'm sorry, my boyfriend watches it, and I've been like getting really into it recently. Okay. Um, 
uh, Matt. I'm in love with Matt, and uh, y'all voted him off. That's right. He had to go. <laughs> <laughs> had to go. He was so good. I, like, Did he have a cool he hat? So, I felt like he was so good. He, he, he was, he was, was great. Like, have, you, have I what? If, was there any, are there any thoughts on like, bringing people back on later seasons that like fan favorites? Nah, I can't really speak to that because we're currently in the middle of the season, but what I can tell you is that the way that season works, the way the current season works is worst tattoo of the day goes home, and he was a great artist, and and that's part of the game, and it's, you know what, there's a lot lot more to just artistry in that game. It's strategy, so the other artist handed out a canvas that would be difficult for him specifically because they were playing the game, and that's why he got knocked out. Otherwise, in the real world, He's an amazing artist. Does, isn't it weird? Dave yeah. is the guy. He's the guy. <laughs> when you got your first tattoo, was it Bob Roberts? Bob Roberts. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Everybody's. And yeah. uh, hang on. This, no. is, this is Josh. <laughs> Show you to do I, something I wish. different. Josh, <laughs> so, uh, go ahead. Josh. Hi, guys. Show yeah, you. I just had a question for Dave. I was interested if he, without sharing too much personal stuff, if he was willing to kind of tell us about the framework of that forgiveness uh, retreat and was it all seven days about forgiveness or what was sort of what was his epiphany if he had it wow that is a, a deeply personal question but i did bring it up um what i will say was yes it was every single day it was about seven hours a day so we would do three hours in the morning break for lunch we'd do another two hours break for dinner <laughs> of, of group or individual what'd you do of group, group. Yeah. of and it was literally i mean you want to know what's funny is that a Cliffside Malibu commercial came Inspired on. Inspired him to go. Yeah. And I was like, God, I miss rehab. I was like, I really wish there was a day, you know, like a, a trip I could take that was like structured, but it had a beautiful view, you know, because I don't want to get loaded, but right, like, there's got to be something out there. So I researched and I found this place. And, um, you know, it really, the idea, really the epiphany, and it's, you got to kind of go through the course to understand it, but really the idea behind forgiveness is to really unburden yourself of carrying around the negativity. It's not in any way uh, saying that behave, you're, you're not okaying behaviors. Like, for instance, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not saying my mom's killer is off the hook and like, yeah, you know, yeah. that's all cool with me. Mm-hmm. But what I am trying to work on is unburdening myself of the hate so I can walk through this, wor- this world lighter. Mm-hmm. See, and he just mm-hmm. touched on something, Drew, which is America wants cartoon, simple, black, <laughs> white know, solutions I know, I where know. that's what they think. If you go there and you can forgive him, then you're okay and then it's everything's yes. fine and happily ever yeah. after oh, and yeah. let's have a commercial. Yeah, but it's a and process. it's not like that. The, Therapy's the, not like that. Life is the, like the other that. thing is, in order to change your feeling states and whatever else you're trying to work on, you must change. And we resist that. We are wired in such a way that change of our emotional landscape induces the same sort of pushback, same sort of defensive sort of maneuver, sometimes more so than if somebody was trying to attack our body, mm-hmm. like cut a, cut a limb off mm-hmm. in some sort of way. So our, our brain naturally fights against change. And you have to be willing to push through that. Then, however uncomfortable it is, and by the way, if your treatment is too comfortable, it probably isn't good treatment. Yeah. You now start looking at things. You're in a you or in a different place. Mm-hmm. So you look at things differently as you grow and evolve. You literally are looking at things like completely. I mean, yeah. What you used to think was a certain way, then you move away from it. You look at it from a different perspective of of positivity and i think you can see more 
from a positive place. I think you can see more depth. I I I think you have a better view. I remember in therapy just thinking, I used to feel that way about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, that didn't even bother me anymore. It doesn't yeah. even, even think about it. It's yeah. like, they used to really trouble me because whatever my own mm-hmm. stuff was. Yeah. Having a 17 year old is like looking at your own stuff just manifesting into, nice. an, into you know, and, and everything I look at, I was like, okay, yeah, that's a good thing. Ooh, that one. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, where? Mm, yeah. I could feel that inside me. Yeah. That's there. That's there. Okay. How, and then how do I treat myself? So then how do I treat her? Right. And so it's this it's this relationship that you have when you have teens and it's different than when you have little kids because mm-hmm. little kids are like, hey, I love you. <laughs> and then teens are like, hey, I need to get away you from again? you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do not you want? All of them, not all of them. I got two little yeah. ones. Sidney and he pointed Drew pointed something out because I, I um, you know, Elvis kind of loves everybody type kid. Right. Mm-hmm. Really good kid. Right. You get that from you. No, I, I thought he did. <laughs> but Drew said sometimes kids are just born a certain a certain amiable constitution. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That it's not anything environmental. Sydney, on the other hand, her words like no, I don't like that. Get away from me. Don't touch me. You See, try to kiss a little one and a half year old baby. She's like puts her hand in your face when you're trying to kiss her. My favorite is that my, genetics too. My, my favorite version of that was when uh, Adam Carolla's daughter Adam Carolla's daughter was was one and a half or two, and he went. He goes, "Come on, let me pick you up," and she goes. Poo-poo, poo-poo. I'm poo-poo. Don't don't get near me. I'm (laughs) poo-poo. Well, Ivy was kind of – she's a real special little angel. So now having her as a teen, you know, is an interesting look into – the job that you do as a with a young child and how it comes to fruition on how they start to treat others and how they sort of actuate their own experiences in the world and and she is you know she's definitely a teen up in the bedroom with you know she plays guitar she just she has a tailor and she have you a know lock on her door she does. I see. She does. Nice. Well, she earned it. I mean, she, she has a lock on her door. Yeah. She, she has to think about locks on the door. But doors. she doesn't no, use yeah. it that trust, often. Trust but verify, man. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a lock on your door when you I were did when I was around. When I turned on about 15, I had a lock. Yeah, yeah. You got a lock. Yeah, I mean, you get a lock. If she, you know? if she earned when, it, fine. But, but tell your thing about the locks on the doors. Because no, kids just, want them for sure. Well, no, the parents are like, "Well, I give them my, their personal space, wherever they." Like, well, you no, know what? No, it's no, about no, it's no. about masturbation, Drew. That's why it is. Many times the males, yeah, the males yeah. for sure. And yeah, but I also well, did not, not have males. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, the males for oh, sure. That was a misogynist thing. No, no, no. I, I'm saying the but women. But I didn't the have the internet when I was 15. <laughs> the women being more complex. I don't know that I'd have the reasons for it. Right, right, okay, yeah, yeah. And who knows what nefarious stuff? But as long as they, I knew when Elijah, my older son, wanted lock on the door you were around he, he was like 12 and he was like yeah. don't you think i should have a lock on my door and i said what for Why? and then i i started talking to hoy about it chris hoy and he was like well, don't dude, you know bobby come on, <laughs> i can't believe you missed up. that how did yes. you miss the sign he was only 12 only i was going 12? out i was rocking at 12 <laughs> I think That's, long before. Of course. Oh I mean, dear, I'm and, from Orange County. I don't, I don't know even. That. I don't even know that I knew what I was doing. I just knew <laughs> that it was working. Right, it was working, and we're going to do it more. So I didn't, Drew, I didn't equate it as that. a sexual thing. Don't you right. think parents need to know about their sexuality to their teenagers, and sure. they don't want to? Oh yeah, for sure. Well, it's challenging, I it have to tough. say, because yeah. I, I'm having to walk through it, and, and you know, it's it's very challenging to efface 
you know, your fears and, and the thing. And also I have this, you know, this um, background, too, that sort of kind of comes out in my parenting. And I find myself yesterday, I was in my daughter's room going through the stuff. And I go, I really feel like my mother right now. I really don't want to continue. And we were just making a joke about how I just was acting like my mother, mm-hmm. you know, going through it's inevitable. clothes. It's inevitable. And, and it seems inevitable. So I'm really pushing against, like, trying to forge my own And if she did something good, and territory. if mom did something good, you can adopt it. It's okay. You don't yes, have it's, to it's, not be her thorough. Let's, let's, go right, right. Some, let's go through some door knocking. Do you remember once you were playing music and you were going out with, say, a gal and you went to her parents' house to knock on her door to take her out? What was the parents' interpretation of that? I always was well-received. <laughs> I really was. Come on. I was. Yeah. Dude, I remember you when you were 18 when James yeah, started, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I would not want you dating my daughter. I was just a kid. <laughs> <laughs> we're but, learning about Bob. But don't He's going way right. He's I know, but I didn't. Listen, those parents would much rather have that kid date their daughters than this one. Right. You know what right. I mean? Because at 18, I didn't know anything. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But, 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 Dave but I was never, I was never Dave, harmful. No, Dave no, I always say had yeah, 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 yeah. a nice disposition about him. I was always very, always, co- very courteous. Kind I always looked the parents in the eyes. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? I, I, yeah. You knew I how to do it. I tried. I did what I could. <laughs> so right. has that and happened to you? Trying. Has that happened? Ivy was in a relationship for three years. And oh, wow. Were you, uh, did you keep an arm's distance? Did you have an opinion? No, you... of course. I, I, I worked with them. I was like, okay, guys, what stage are we in now? What's yeah. going on with you? <laughs> Can you make Come up on. a therapist Come on for in. a mother? Yeah, yeah. That's oh, yeah, no. I was like, I was like, okay, so when you decide that you want to do this, okay, Okay, here's what I'd like to happen, and this is what I prefer. And you know, what do you think? But are you able to detach the feelings as a mother as you are in a I go in my room <laughs> and I go, oh my god. <laughs> And I cringe and I cringe and I cringe, but I don't want to hang. I don't want her or any teen to be hung up. I want I don't them want hung to up, be, but, but I, I do want them to be a open. little uncomfortable talking to their parents. They're uncomfortable. They're, yeah, it seems, it seems they were very yeah. uncomfortable. And so, so what I do is I go. I, what I used to do is go. Okay, here I'm. I'm going to go, and you tell me when you want me to stop. <laughs> and, and they would quickly. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, they got very uncomfortable with the conversation. That, that seems like a way they, they sort of have a boundary around all this. It yeah, seems right. To me. They just so, shut down. Well, they're just sort of like, okay, okay, okay. 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 I'll, I said, look, and then when you're ready for more, I'm, I'm ready. But I mean, the fact of the matter is, they are, they already know it anyway. Mm, they, they're pretty confused. You'd be surprised. You think they know it? And but look what they're but look at the the lessons are. It's the internet. Oh it's my god, terrible. Yeah, yeah they're, they're confused. Well, it's such a fine line as a parent. You don't. I. You know, when I was going through it, I was just like, we treat people with respect. Respect mm-hmm. yourself. You mm-hmm. treat the girl with respect. Mm-hmm. But then I also didn't want him hooking up and acting like they're married. You know what right, I mean? Because right, that was right, my right, tendency right. at 17, 18, 20. Yeah. So, but then you don't want to encourage them playing the field either. It's this know, weird, weird place for parents. Yeah, it's very, it's a very interesting place, but it taps into all that stuff. You go back when you were younger, and then you try to move forward, and you try to think about what you would have liked to happen, you know, how hey, you would have liked to have been treated. This is actually pertinent to what we're talking about. It's an email received at doctor.com slash contact. 
It's from uh, Charlotte. I'm currently writing my dissertation on whether counselors who are former addicts are more effective than counselors which are not. Mm. Uh, well, I think the addict always thinks that they can only be treated <laughs> by someone who is right. an addict, but I don't think that's true. She wants literature recommendations. Does anybody publish literature on this? Compared to, I, I, there's tons of literature on empathic attunement. And okay. having been an, an addict in recovery, it makes she you automatically. But I mean, I mean, current addicts, guys who were addicts currently got Sober. reelected. <laughs> <laughs> what was the Canadian guy? The crazy, the, the crack addict guy. Oh yeah, oh, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, the mayor. The, the mayor. mayor yeah. Yeah. yeah, he got reelected. Yeah, didn't he get reelected yeah, after at one point? Then he yeah. died. <laughs> he died. Yeah, he's dead. Oh, oh my god. god. Yeah. So just, maybe, I, I kept but, saying we're watching this guy die. But her he was, dissertation, she wants to be in the helping field? Is that no, how you're she reading wants, that? She wants to f- review literature, scientific literature, on whether it is tr- truly the case or not. That well, you, here's Shelly. Like Shelly is spot on. I would also like on. to review this. I would too. Drug addicts, no matter what, through the process, ask every single person at one time or another in a 30-day period of time if yeah. they're addicts. That's They ask the doctors. They ask the psychologists. They ask the nurses. They ask because addicts are looking for people that they think understand. Now, the, the addicts aren't in charge, luckily. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But, but you know, remember how I needed you guys around desperately? That, that for the non-addict, you can be a very effective clinician, but there's things that – there are blind spots you have because you're not an addict. Yeah. And, and I used to rely on you guys very heavily for that. Cause you're I, pretty I can, good at spotting it. No, no, because I can remember times I would come out of these sessions. i go, Bob, this, this, somebody had been in treatment for a while. And I was like, God, she just revealed to me these incredible things and she was a mother. I, like, I don't connected. believe it. And, and he, goes, <laughs> he, goes, he goes, yeah, she wants to get high. Well, anyway. that, yeah. So I was like, definitely is the point. Yeah, definitely. and so I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got yeah. always remember that. I got always remember yeah, that. Yeah, they have re- a hard time yeah. believing that that they're just they're telling you what you want to hear, or or whatever it is that the. Oh the my priority. god, I got so good at doing right. That. Yeah. I got, I mean, I could fill out any any workbook, any worksheet. Yeah. I would remember you, Exodus, how great it was. I got so good at that place because they had these <laughs> forms. He's talking about a treatment center we used to go to. And then it was like your first step for him and your second I step. I remember there. Exodus. And yeah. I got that so wired. Down. I, could, I they just got, you know, I could. And then Walk you had to it. have an answer. What, what's different this time? And by the oh, way, well, everything. Well, wait, 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 everything is I'll different. I'll do whatever you tell me. No, this time <laughs> I'm, riddle, me, riddle me this, guys. This time I'm doing it for me. I just, <laughs> oh, I, I just, yeah. I threw him that one. So good. So good. They lied. <laughs> the no, when, I'm buying it. When, I'm buying it. 100%. One at a time. When we're telling those counselors those things you could give us a lie detector test and yeah. we believe it i know I that's know. the yeah. crazy thing about I it. so i don't feel so bad buying into so, it so yeah, here's yeah. here's what, what where, when i hear this stuff more my head goes and it, it, my head's been in the space a little bit i was uh, i was hearing about somebody's treatment and it was very cbt like you're talking about mm-hmm. like this is, we're gonna we're gonna talk about what are you grateful for what do you all do list these things blah, 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 and, I, and i just go oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, it sounds like school or something, yeah, yeah. and yet CBT works, and I don't understand how it sustains. I don't understand it because it's on such a level that addicts are great at maneuvering that stuff. It's an intellectualization of yes. things that intellectualization yes. doesn't work on. Well, well it doesn't work. But it does, yeah, though. But sometimes it does, it does because in, in order to understand what's emotionally happening, it needs to be in a concise understandable sentence or phrase or paragraph. So, you know, Well, let me reframe. Do you know what I mean? So you can take right. this huge feeling that you can't wrap your hands around and go, oh, 
I'm just going through this thing right now. Yeah, that's all. Well, that, it is. that makes sense to me. But but to make lists about what you're going to do and all this kind of stuff. And well, the treatment planning. Blah, 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 the treatment planning. Well, treatment planning is one thing. Is like, what are your goals and what are you going to? That's all, the, that's all the individual but, stuff. What's powerful is that you do it together in group therapy. And mm-hmm. I can tell you that that Exodus and Los Encinas and some of the places we work at now are good at letting the other clients do the do dirty the heavy work, lifting. right? Mm-hmm. Meaning it'd be hard for you to say, it's oh, it's, I'm doing this for me right now with me and Anthony and a bunch of yeah, other yeah, clients yeah, yeah. and they're going, dude, oh, really? Yeah. Right? But when a clinician is one-on-one, they can easily believe that bullshit. Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Right? Tell me about it. And so now <laughs> and I need so much there, treatment, like, kicking my ass. but so much treatment these days is individual, individual I know. I know. care. That's why, that's why group is so Well, it's so client-centered. It's mm-hmm. client-centered. And so when you have to discuss client-centered treatment with clinicians who aren't in recovery themselves, um, they get confused of what's client-centered. No, no, no. He's doing it for him. And what is what? And what is is my delusional system that's that's manipulating the listener so that I can get out of this room. All right. We've got to wrap up. What Now that we've sort of you know, this is all part and parcel to what we're struggling with. I wonder with. if this is exciting for in, in the world, though. In individual, part, me, I can is, tell you what I'm doing. What, what, individual wait, no, not, care no, 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 and no. fight the good no. fight okay, to well, the center. That, that's for addiction. What do we do for the what Dave wants to get at, which is the health and spiritual the mental health and mental, issue. yeah. That's what we I'm saying. We need money so that we can fund. So that Okay, I'm coming, I'm coming. Well, then you're talking about major mental health issues. He's talking about the the sort of general spiritual vacuum. The encouragement yes. Go to of retreats, the masses. Clearly. The encouragement. <laughs> the encouragement. That's a helpful tool. Obviously. The encouragement of the of the masses to find a spiritual solution. Okay. Right? What does that, that mean? Yes, I agree. It means that the people that are doing it need to talk about it with them and publicly, okay. right? Instead of tell them what to think okay. and manipulate. Yes. So, so it's good again to share, explore religions, share, explore religion, family, explore therapy. Therapy. Therapy, right? I always say the back of your insurance card has two phone numbers. One says mental health and and and, and behavioral addiction health. behavioral health. Call that number and say you want to talk. You want to have a therapy. They'll give you ten sessions. I would say, but ten sessions. But know. then you start to realize if all of us spoke more positively about therapy instead of the negative, oh, it doesn't work. Well, and that right. I, no, no, no. therapy right? saved my life. I well, would, also, I w- that there's an identification that there's something wrong with you for going. I, I, I think would, there's something right with people who want to have therapy. Agreed. I 100%. would argue that something along the lines of mutual aid societies is where we need to go because mutual aid societies societies like 12 step are free Mm -hmm. and they work yes and 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 they're filled with all the narcissists and hateful people also so that's you know like i trust i trust but in a weird way i trust the helping field right in a weird way religion can probably solve some of that stuff but you're never going to get away from a group of people there's always going to be polarizing people within any group you get a hundred plumbers together you're not going to like a few of them but but maybe (laughs) maybe, maybe, they're not all going to pipe the same way you ever see that book uh, bowling alone you heard about this no 
that that clubs are at an all time low in this country. Get you know gatherings of people. Maybe mm-hmm. we just need more gatherings, more clubby kinds of. I hate clubs. I hate because yeah, because yeah. uh, when you have a club, there's an out. You were in, you're out. I hate that. But maybe an inclusive kind of club, more sort of look for talk a, to your neighbors that kind and of talk thing. to yeah. them about real shit, and not bullshit. All right. Well, we you have to we have to kind of wrap it up. I tell you what you I tell you what you can do. You can come to this concert on April 16th. April sixteenth, Velasco yeah. Theater. It's 16th, called Above 16th, yeah, 16th. Above and I, Ground, and uh, all the proceeds. Going to go to Music Cares to, you is know. Is that the same week they do their big fundraiser and stuff too? Is that it seems like it's it's right around that? Yeah, totally, it's, it's like a couple I don't weeks know. after. It's a totally independent after. thing. It's around Coachella, so it's like in between the Coachellas, and, right? Oh, okay. Which is uh, hopefully people will be in town. And like right. <laughs> Billy Idol, Courtney Love, Corey Taylor, Navarro, and other artists Jesse yet Hughes. to be named yet. Uh, it seems like it's you at the beginning of a great group. Yeah, and it's gonna this could be a big thing. It's gonna be. Yeah, I wish yeah. you all the it's best exciting. with that. Yeah, me Thank too. You. It I'll be started there. as an idea, and now I'm sitting there going, "Oh my god, how we got to pull this." <laughs> when do you start okay. practicing it? We've started. Uh, we've you been did? doing. It. Yeah, we've been learning for months. Because are you gonna wear a pirate shirt? Of course, <laughs> uh, well, I, I will. Ha- I will be pirate paying. Boots? I will be paying homage. It will not be a fluffy shirt. Uh, the hat? I, I will have the a hat. Stri- have a stripe. Oh, oh, okay. have a stripe. oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. God, Adam and the ants are so great. So cool. Well, you're so great. You are so great. We th- we really appreciate you for being here. For hey, doing thanks, that. guys. So, uh, You're a guy who livens up a room when you walk keep, in. Oh, very Davis. nice. Yeah. Very it nice. keeps trying to struggle. Good to see you. Um, remind everybody, uh, this life's courtesy of Doctor.com, where you can support the show by clicking on the Amazon banner for all your shopping needs. It, it keeps us around. You don't pay anything, but it keeps this wind in the sails here. Also, we like hearing from you. As I, you heard, I will read your emails. Go to Doctor.com slash contact and send us your questions. Like us on Facebook. Support our sponsors. Uh, while there, the doctor.com, check out the other uh, fitness, uh, the other podcast we have. We have a new health and fitness show called Swole Patrol with Mike Catherwood. Uh, I've got Midday Live with Laura Savant, Lauren Savant, uh, which is uh, the radio show that we put out on a podcast. And, of course, Adam and Drew podcast, the Dr. Drew podcast. Check them all out. And uh, about to do another teen mom reunion as well. So I uh, appreciate your comments as I go on off into that. Also, uh, find us on Twitter, Facebook, at Dr. Drew, at First Lady of Love is Susan, my wife, the producer, at Rehab Bob Forrest, at This Life Podcast. Shelly, you have a Twitter handle? Nope. Nope. Okay. Good for you. That'll do it, and we'll see you next time. Take it easy. Well, we're so pleased to have Hydrolyte back. Hydrolyte is something that we and my family use just about every day, and it is simply the best oral rehydration product I have ever seen. And there are many reasons you should keep some around. I got the flu. I relied on Hydrolyte because I knew it would rehydrate me the way an IV fluid would. We all have heard about the flus and the diarrheas, and they all knock you out. Staying well hydrated is critical to getting over these conditions. Even if you manage to avoid getting infected, your schedule is half as busy as mine. Getting eight glasses of water a day isn't likely to happen. And you don't need it if you've got the proper hydration product, Hydrolyte. That is the beauty. Whether you're sick or not, you can absolutely benefit from proper balance of sodium, glucose, and water. Hydrolyte does this better than a sports drink or water alone. That's right, better. It comes in great flavors like orange, berry, lemonade. It's available in a pre-mixed powder. My personal preference is a little effervescent tablets. You can simply drop in a bottle of water or a glass of water, and you're done. You got it, and you are rehydrated. And compared to sports drinks, Hydrolyte delivers up to four times the electrolytes with 75% less sugar. I know. Don't buy into the hype of the brands. Use Hydrolyte. It's a better product. I'm telling you, I had intended to invent it. They got there first, so I'm all behind them. Hydrolyte solutions are appropriate for all ages, and each bottle or package includes easy-to-follow dosing instructions. Order Hydrolyte today, hydrolyte.com slash drdrew. That is hydrolyte.com slash drdrew. And for a limited time, our listeners can save 30% on Hydrolyte. 
We actually buy in bulk in our family. So we're going to click through. Believe me, just click the banner on my site and use the code DrDrew18. That is D-R-D-R-E-W-18. Remember, you can find all these podcasts at drdrew.com. The Dr. Drew podcast, the This Life podcast, and the Adam and Drew podcast, which is available five days a week. Find them all on iTunes and rate us five stars. Subscribe and get it first. And if you're really happy, click on the Amazon banner at drdrew.com to help support the show. We'll thank you for it. If you join the email list via drdrew.com slash contact, we'll send you a weekly infusion newsletter with Dr. Drew's News. We're so grateful when you get in touch. We read all your emails and we'll bring you the subject matter you want to hear about. You live.